evening mortals. Welcome back to Postcard by Alice Department Community. I am sure you ever heard of them. But if you haven't, well prepare. This will be your worst nightmare. Today we will tell you a story from Magnus Institute. Stephen of David Popham regarding his experience exploring the three country system of gift with his sister Alena Setterson. Original statement given November the 9th, 2014. Audio recording by Muhammad Saiful. Statement begins. Giving has always been one of my hobbies. My main hobby really. All the equipment can get quite costly after a while. And I don't earn enough to have more than one expensive activity like that in my life. Alena, my sister, came along with me on trip a few years back. She lost her job and her house in quick succession and was staying with me. I thought it would tear her up. It did. And we've been doing it ever since. Stupid idea, really. I wish I left her crying on the sofa. At least then, she would still be alive. We didn't really have the money to actually go potholing all that often. So I spent a lot of time reading and planning and just looking at stuff online. We have reached maybe a care for a year. I was never quite as I was though. Don't get me wrong, she was no claustrophobe and I wasn't forcing her to follow me into the darkness on threat of family or if, but she mainly enjoyed climbing, and I always end up going a little bit deeper than she wanted. I, I think, to be honest, she will have prepared to get her exercise under the open sky or failing that in an above ground gym. Maybe we should have tried lifts or a climbing wall. But Gavin was hurting. It had helped her when she was in a bad place, and she knew how much I love it. She also wasn't too keen on the scraps or bruises you always get on expedition. She used to joke that it felt like the earth itself was trying to kick her ass. If only she had known. We did have fun though, and she always chose to come along. I never forced her to be there. I never did that. We've done some of three contest cave system before. A short trip of only a couple of hours into the reef boat caves. The whole system is huge. Though, yeah. I mean, there's a reason it's called the three contest system. So there's plenty more to explore and we had so much fun at the first time and I wanted to try it from different angel. We were going to go in through the dead's head hall, then traveling through Lost John Cave as far as but before heading back. The prospect of the excited me as in order to travel between Lost John Cave and the Gavalbot system before we were going to have to do some cave diving. I had never done cave diving before and neither had Alina. The day after we met all the ranchmen, Got our permits in order with NCC and had my wife, Laura. Not on all the details in case anything went wrong. 
you never go camping unless someone knows where you headed and what your plan is. I'd also done as much research into our road as possible, as I had no intention of straying from the well-explored earth truly charted caves. I was never much of a pioneer, if I'm being honest, and I was happy to stay to the main roads. No, what I used to love about camping was the feeling being deep inside the earth. The cold, solid walls folding in around me. It always used to feel like they were keeping me safe. Though it, it doesn't feel like anymore. It was Saturday, June 14 we went. I took the Friday before off work to prepare and was planning to spend Sunday nursing well earned breezes. Elena and I drove up to Lanchester toward Dead's Head Hall. I live in Manchester so it wasn't too long a trip. We parked up at Lakeville, the closest you could legally park. I was surprised to see that we were the only ones there when we arrived. It was a sunny day in late spring, the weather was meant to be clear for days, with no chance of rain making of gift too dangerous. It was a perfect day for giving, but it seemed we were the only ones taking advantage of it. That said hall is not nearly as impressive or intimidating as its name suggests. If you didn't know what you were looking for, you might end up missing it entirely. When we went, most of it was covered in white plants and bracken. It was barely larger than we were, and I remember at the time the praise. A perfect fit came into my head unbidden. Still, the rest and anchor were in good condition, and we hooked up and descended our ropes without incident, despite a few unexpected twists in a pothole. It was a bright day. It was almost noon when we went down, so the light filtered all of you there in than I would have expected. It was some time before we had to turn on our headlamps, but eventually we did so. By the time we hit the bottom, there was none of the sunshine left to be seen, and the silent ducks of the cave swallowed us. Beneath our feet, the gentle waters of the underground stream ran their course as they had for thousands of years and disturbed by the road thread of humanity, and then we followed them. It was a much gentler descent than that which we had come in with, but it was very slippery and I was glad I had invested in a waterproof map case, although it made it slightly harder to read at times. Elena stood back to let me have my ritual. There was something I always did when I first entered a cave, and that was to take a moment to turn off all the lights and close both of my head upon the cold earthen walls. I remember once when I was a child, we went on a school trip to White Scar Cave up in Sioux It was a lovely, safe, accessible cave and was absolutely beautiful. Which I suppose is why it was popular for such trip. After we've been down there for a few minutes, the guy let us march deeper and told us to stand very quietly. She turned off all the lights to show us children what true darkness is like. 
I'd never seen anything like it. It was such a pure black, so encompassing. And the warmth of the undercurrent, I found myself full of joy. I never forget that. Even among class of thirsty cultures, I feel like the only present that matter was the gift. Ever since then, I will always take a moment on any path holding trip to do the same and feel again that utter darkness with the song with the gently flowing river and my own breathing. I don't think it's an uncommon practice actually, but I rarely went caving with anyone other than Alena. And while she indulged me, I don't think she really got anything out of it. Turn Alex back on and begin to head deeper into the cave. I had the map which we began to follow as closely as we could. I'm quite expert in this thing, but even I find it hard sometimes to match the irregular lines and angles of the underground passages to the often abstract shapes right into the map. There were several junctions that were significantly smart that the map will seem to show. And the point of entry lost John gave was something what we would call a squeeze. It wasn't on the map, but it seemed to be the only way through. No, most passages you find yourself traveling through when caving are much smaller than would normally be comfortable for people to move through. After all, you are eroded by often changing stream of water and minor tectonic events, so accommodating humans never hide on the list of priorities. A squeeze is something different though. A squeeze can be a hole less than a foot wide. Sometimes going for a long way, they're pressing in all sides of you and your helmet bang whenever you try to turn your head. In a particular place squeeze, there are parts where the walls and ceiling are so close that you can move your arms or bend your legs to push forward. You just have to scream your way to the other side, like a worm. This was a particularly bad squeeze. In the end, go so bad that if Alina had not gone at first, I will have told her to go back and just forget a shown game. Halfway through, I realized that it was far tighter than I had imagined. I called ahead to make sure Alina had made it out okay. She called back and told me it was a hard one but she was fine. I wanted to answer her, but by the point the rock was so close around me, it was stopping me from doing anything but holding my breath and willing myself forward. Hand grasped me firmly on the shoulder and pulled me through. Just like that, I was out. Elena gave me a smirk, as if to comment on the fact that she had made it through and insisted. And I, the true gave Epsilonado, had needed a hand. I wanted to shoot back some pointed comment about her being slender than me. But the time I had got my breathing under control again, the anger had died down and I managed a weak smile. Back some pointed comment about her being more slender than me, but by the time I had got my breathing under control again, the anger had died down and I managed a weak smile. We made our way through the cave until we came to the cathedral. It's Lars, Archie gave, quite breathtaking, though it requires a couple of shield drops to exist. One of about 
45th. We had experience and equipment enough to make quite legwork of it though. And soon we were beneath the cathedral, but is imaginatively called the crib. We stopped here for a rest and a bite to it. And Alena told me an interesting thing about Lost John Cave. I had been concerned with finding maps. She told me she had been looking into the story of the place. She said everyone with the apostrophe in the wrong place when talking about Lost John Cave. As the stories go, it was two men both named John who were the first to dive deep into the cave. They went too far though and their scandal had gone off. They lost their way together in sprawling labyrinth of tunnels and never emerged. Alena said she thought it was quite sweet in a strange sort of way. And joking that if she ever got trapped underground, she wanted to be with me. To be continued. Recording ends.